it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to help you understand how complicated we are as human beings and to make sure that you try to balance out the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual aspects of who you are. And I have as a returning guest, Dr. Pat Malone, and she's the CEO and founder of Health Team Network, which is a company dedicated to your health, lifestyle, and mindset. She's also very passionate about sharing knowledge as well as solutions to issues that may be keeping you from getting to the top of your game. And she has the results to prove that her systems work. Um, so um, we're going to jump into that, but I always want to remind everyone that if you go to www.synergyconnectionradio.com, all of the shows are archived there, as well as on the national platforms for Apple, for Google, for iHeartRadio, and for Spotify. So uh, the older ones are archived at the website. And when you jump to the website, the landing page has a link to Boomers Forever Young. Uh, these are products that I've used for over five years. And when you talk about physical well-being, it is a place that I think you could investigate. I certainly have felt the difference by using these products over the last five years. And they also have a podcast. They have an extensive blog. They have video um, recordings of a lot of their products and how they're made. Um, they have over 2,000 testimonials, which is just totally amazing. And they have a staff there that will help and assist you understand the products and place your order if you're not savvy enough to do it on your own. And some people aren't. I mean, it's a little complicated. And um, so if you need help, you know, they're there to assist you. And I often use them myself. Um, so check them out. And if you decide that you're going to order some stuff, then on the checkout, if you put in my first name, L-U-C-Y, you're going to get a discount of $5. And, you know, in today's inflationary times, I think five bucks is a nice discount uh, on whatever you're um, deciding to try. So welcome back to the show, Pat. And um, you and I are going to see each other in the not too distant future in person. But today it's going to be on a recorded line. And we're going to be talking about the mindset of success. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a return visitor here um, in more ways than one. And, you know, and share knowledge. I love doing that. I love making massive difference in people's lives, you know, and really see people thrive. And sometimes it's just right when they're, I'm going to quit. I'm going to change something else is when they have the biggest breakthrough ever that they have, you know, you know, in their all aspects of their life, physical, mentally, emotionally, spiritual, social. So I really, and financially, and I really, really appreciate being here today. Oh, you're, you're welcome. I love having you as a guest and, and as a personal friend as well. Um, one of the things that um, I think people don't exactly understand what a mindset is. So maybe you can share, you know, from your perspective, uh, because I know in my mind, you know, what it is. And a lot of times, you know, it, to me, it's um, kind of like that law of attraction that was so popular about 10 years ago that as you think, 
you know, you're going to create. And so you need to watch that. But it's a lot more than just the law of attraction. Mindset is, is um, looking at that predominant thought pattern that all of us have. And so, you know, how about you maybe describing it from how you use it with your own clients? Well, you know, I go back to Napoleon Hill because mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill wrote this book, Think and Grow Rich. Right. And he really addresses the idea of mindset in this book more in more than one way. And he also talks about the importance of community, which he called in that book, uh, mastermind. And there's a lot of masterminds around because they took those words and they're using them to create communities and communities are so important. So my idea of like mindset and where it comes from, you know, when you're growing up, you know, you see your leaders are your parents, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe you're in your community, other people's parents, you know, or the neighbor next door. And when you see somebody that keeps on doing something the same way over and over and over and over again, they end up adapting to a specific style of movement, thought, you know, and belief systems that come from places that might not serve us anymore. So when right. I talk to people about mindset, I talk about like, where does that come from? When someone tells me that they can't succeed at something, you know, and I, I always ask like, well, where did you, who told you you were a failure? And you believe them, you know? And so in looking at that belief, you know, that desire, you know, that, that we have, we have to, you know, put it in, you know, and, and have that expectation that what we believe in and what we desire is going to actually happen. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I had a woman one time who was a client and, um, you know, I, she had this big red mark on her leg and I said, where did it come from? And she goes, I don't know. I said, were you born like that? She said, no. And I said, so where did it come from? And, um, she was half American, half Japanese. And, um, and so she talked about, you know, you know, like, you know, we looked at food because we, because if it didn't come from, something, you know, like it, you didn't have a trauma or you didn't have a genetic disease or something like that, then where did it come from? Right. And the amazing thing was in her case is that one day we had this conversation. And then when we had this conversation, she said, I go, why are you so edgy? Today, you've got something else going on. So let's forget about talking about food and like what you can do, like how to ration what you need to eat to be well and healthy. And let's talk about what you need to ration so that you can be healthy inside, you know? And so we had this conversation and at one point in time, and she goes, I, she just before, and we basically asked the question, I asked the question, she answered at the same time. I said, who do I remind you of right now? Your mother or your father? And there was dead silence. And she said, you remind me of my father. Wow. And I said, so I go, let's talk about your father. You know, and she goes, I don't know if I want to do that. I said, yes, you do. You can get mad at me. You can pretend I'm your father. I don't care. And I said, but let's find out what's holding you back from a thought pattern that you had before. So he always was very protective of her, even with her other members of her family. And what triggered all the stuff off 35 years later, you know, was her brother coming home from Japan to visit in the state and hmm. all this, like my, like this mindset stuff, like, well, why do you put that there? You know, it's because my mother did it, you know, and that type of thing, her breakthrough, 
shortly after that without doing very much, you know, a little change in her diet that we worked on and that that spot that was on her leg started to shrink. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, and it's just like, and so you just like, don't like, what's that tied to? Because it is a tied to an organ system. You have to find out where some of that comes from. So it's, our thoughts are so powerful. It's, and it's crucial to have control of our minds so that we have a, a very good handle and master our thoughts. And you know, when you're talking about that, I want to bring up something that I just read yesterday that I didn't know. And maybe you, you know this. But when you talk about mindset, um, when malaria was rampant uh, in countries, they ran out of a particular herb that they were using to treat it. And because of the Buddhist belief in this you know, particular country, um, as long as they said to themselves that this herb will heal me, even though they didn't have it, the body reacted as though it did. And use it as medicinal. Yes. You know, when I went into, when I started chiropractic college, like 1981, you know, um, I thought I'm never going to be able to do this. This is all medical stuff. And I just got to doing pre-med in college. And I had, I got B's, some C's, occasional A's, but, you know, so, so I was in that like, you know, 2.8 something, you know, realm. And 2.9, I got up to a 3.0 at some point in time when I was in chiropractic school. But it was a real struggle for my mind because I, a lot of times I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Uh-huh. And, or I wasn't going to remember stuff. So they taught us at the school. It was very interesting. They taught us at the school about how powerful your mind is in healing. Mm-hmm. And also in being successful in anything that you do, if you want to lose weight. You know, if you want to, you know, uh, run or you want to think that you can do something, look, look at all those people who end up in a wheelchair from an accident and then get up and become Olympians. Exactly. Right. And, and you know, and do others and do other things that they say someone told them they couldn't do it. Right. So it's just like in, in taking a look at um, and I was blessed also because my father used to challenge me and that's how he got me to do things. You know, and like, I bet you, you know, kind of thing. And you know, sometimes you never even use the word bet. But when you challenge, you know, when you have that challenge and, you know, and, and it resonates with you, you mm-hmm. say, watch me. Mm-hmm. You exactly. know? And then when the right pieces of the puzzle are there, other parts of the universe, so to speak, in that woo sense, they fall into place. Exactly. You know? And then, you know, in your mind controls, you know, the, the mind control that we have is important. There's, you know, things like the Silva method, you know, for u- helping for using for mind control, which is a, and, and I don't mean mind control in a negative sense. I mean, like Tim, better your life. Like he would never do, use that technique on somebody to have advantageous gain and have them fail. It's a win-win scenario. And it's, it's a win-win type of program and platform that Silva's taught upon. But I think it's, it's really interesting you know, when, you know, people, when I see people be so defeatist about themselves that they sometimes really can't get out of their own way in their mindset, because somewhere along the line, they saw their mother say, I, oh, I just struggle all the time. So their realm of what reality is, is I struggle all the time. And anytime I have things too easy, I'll go out of my way and sabotage myself. And so I can struggle too. Isn't that, you know, I was just thinking how many people now, this is a generational thing. But in our generation, if you 
put a challenge out there. I think most of us, unless we were in families that were really dysfunctional, you would rise to the challenge and say, oh, yes, I can. You know, watch me, like you said before. Mm -hmm. But this younger generation that is currently in their 20s, <coughs> excuse me, um, a lot of times when you challenge them, they go, you're right, I can't. Mm -hmm. And so they have adopted another philosophy. Mm -hmm. <coughs> well, they also have accepted, you know, when I lived in Washington, D.C., the biggest thing that was so prevalent to me was how complacent people were. Mm -hmm. That was in like 2012, let's say, right in, in that realm. And so when I was like, you know, when I was in D.C., I mean, I had a um, God bless you. I uh, had a lot of connections um, to go to events mm -hmm. um, that were high end events. And um, I, you know, I, I was so astounded. You know, I kept on thinking, when did all these people get so complacent? And it's it, it like they're like no one was using their voice, you know, and there are some political things that happened, you know, uh, internationally that it, it really came home to me that people are being, you know, like something like you can mm -hmm. uh, manipulate, your brain is being manipulated to like, to downsize your expectation of what you really can be. Right, right. You know, well, we I, saw that all during the pandemic, you mm -hmm. know, everybody just kind of accepted this is the way it was going to be. And since then, I, you know, I think that complacency has still around, you know, we, oh. we look for others to tell us, the way to do things rather than going within and finding our own way. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the uh, there's logistics around pandemics and actually how long they last, mm. you know? And so statistically, you know, like the, the, the stationing, let's say of, of some mis like information, misinformation and disinformation that went out during that time was made people confused. And we all know in the marketplace, confused buyers don't buy. Oh, true, true. You know, and, and so when people, and then that mindset's there and they're going, well, what? And then there's that big group of people that are, what if? Like, well, what if, mm -hmm. you know? And you're thinking, well, what if not? What if, if, what if you, like, when you drive cross country, you have a great time, you know? How about if you drive cross country and you don't do stupid things? Like, you know, you don't stay in some no-tell motel on highway 66, you know, or something, <laughs> or something right. like that. Right. And, you know, and, and you do like smart, you know, and you do like smart things, you know, you like you look at, you know, like, okay, so what's a chain of restaurants? When I used, when I have drove cross country more than once, I've always looked for outback steakhouses. I don't necessarily eat there, but I they're put demographically in certain places because it draws a certain group of people. Mm. But, but, you know, but that mindset is it's like I can do it. You know, I don't, I don't think anything, I have friends calling me up on that trip saying, are you okay? Where are you at now? And I said, will you please stop calling me? <laughs> you, know, I like, you know, I'm, I go, you are the first person I will call if I get in trouble. I mean, like, if you don't hear from me in three days, okay, then text me, but don't call, you don't have to call me every day, you know, but they're so scared. I mean, even my mother was like that when the first time I went to Europe, I had three girlfriends that were supposed to go. So there's four of us and they all bailed out and I still ended up going. And my father said to me at the airport, because he challenged me all the time, right? He said to me at the airport, you know, you don't have to go, you know, just because you said you're going to go. And I just said to him, I never thought about not going. 
my going to Europe had nothing to do with them coming along or not. If they came along, great. If they didn't come along, that was perfectly fine with me. Right. You know? My brother and, did that when he when he graduated from college. Uh, he decided he was going to go spend the summer in Europe. And he went by himself and he met wonderful people along the way and did a lot of backpacking and, you know, walking. And, um, you know, he had a great time. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went to Europe, you know, I went to Amsterdam and I got on a train on a Sunday with my one credit card that I owned, which is the diners at the time and um, like 60 francs, you know, and on a Sunday night, no banks open, you know, nothing. And I arrived at the Garden Nord at like 830 or nine, nine or 10 o'clock at night, I think it was, because there were there was the Jardome walking around, kicking everybody out because they were closing. And I was sitting on my luggage thinking, what the heck am I going to do? You know? <laughs> and like, why didn't I leave tomorrow morning? You know, and like, and then after I got past that and just sitting down and deciding what I was going to do, um, this guy came up to me and he said, lady, you seem like a nice girl. And he said, you don't belong in here. And he said, they're going to, he goes, the police are, and I can explain this whole thing to me. And I could see the police doing this. So it wasn't like he was making it up. And he said, let's find a hotel for you to go stay in. And I said, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a pickpocket. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And I went, really? I mean, is that a profession? I mean, <laughs> but that's, but that's who I, that was the person who I met who decided that he liked me and who got me into a hotel, you know, and because he spoke fluent French, even though I had French genes, like 75%, you know, I didn't speak French well enough. He got me into the room so that, you know, that I had lock key and blah, blah, blah. And he came the next day and took me to the hotel that I originally was going to stay at, that I was one day, you know, I missed my um, reservation up because I didn't know how to get there. And it was like, it was too, for the first time, it was too confusing and um, got me all the way over there. And on the way over, we stopped at a couple of places so he could show me what he thought Paris was to him. And did yeah. he uh, exhibit his, uh, his uh, pocketing? <laughs> no, but, but what he did is he showed me where to stand on metros. And he also showed me people who were doing it. No, really. So it was very, very instructional. You know, it's just like, you know, do you see the woman there and the way her purse is, you know, and he said, if you say anything, he goes and he goes, it will ruin my life, <laughs> you know, and, you know, so I just sat there like and watch because I thought, you know, because he could have easily stole all my stuff. He could have stole my money when I was at the, you know, and totally led me astray. And, you know, and he, you know, I go, even pickpockers are, are nice in Paris, That's what I you know, and then he got me to where I was at, gave me his phone number. If you get in trouble or you need anything, you call me, you know, and, um, and so I just, and he, in the morning that he came back to meet me to take me over, because I'm thinking, oh, he'll never show up. Uh, you know, he brought me um, coffee and croissant, you know, and we, you know, and stopped and had, you know, at this cafe uh, to have those things. It was just, it was very sweet. You know, but you, it's just like, but if you don't put yourself out there and you have to have a good sense, mm -hmm. you have to like, sometimes you just go, this is not a good scenario, you know? And like, you know, when I was in college in a bar and like, you could just all of a sudden everyone's dancing and all of a sudden you have that feeling like I got to get out of here, Yeah, yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden the fight breaks out and you're thinking, get to the door <laughs> <laughs> you know? and get out of here now. But uh -huh. it's like, it's learning to pay attention to those intuitional things that we're all born with. 
right you know, right you know and then being able to in, like engage in them so and it happens it's very useful you know at work at home or play in any relationship too you know and having that so when people have the same problem over and over again like another client of mine decided that she was um you know writing her husband this five-page letter and i said he'll never read it and she said, what do you mean he'll never read it? And I said, what does the first two lines say? <laughs> and she told me what they were. And I said, you can't say those lines to him. And I said, he's not going to read it. He's going to look at it. He's going to fold it up and he's going to send it back to you or throw it away or say, you know, when you ask him about it, because he's not going to say anything to you. You know, I said, he's just, you, you just got to put those pieces of the puzzle together the right way. And so I had her read a book that was all about how people communicate. You know, and my big question that was a really like, you know, like big change for her direction was when she said to me, you know, and I said to her, how old does he act when he gets upset? And, she, and so she said 10. I mean, it was like instantaneous. Instant. 10, you know, and I said, then you need to craft your letter like you're talking to a 10 year old. Awesome. And it can't be any, I go, can't be more than a page. Right. Page and a half max. Right. And she's, you know, it's just like, I, I remember, vividly remember her face on a Zoom call. We were on this. She goes, how do you know this stuff? And, and I said, well, I've done a lot of research because I like to see people thrive. I like to see people make massive differences. And if you keep on doing the same thing that you've done before for all these years, wherever you learn that habit at, you know, I said for all these years, then it's just, I go, then you're by definition insane. And I said, so I said, let's, I said, let's change the trajectory. Like, you know, what language does he listen in? Because uh -huh. he listen, he's an auditory person or whatever. And you've got to speak to him. You have to blow it up a skirt. I said in the first two sentences <laughs> or else he's not going to get past them. Right. You know? And right. then on the third one, you know, you can make a suggestion. You know, it's just like, hey, this is happening, you know, um, shortly. And I want us to go to it, you know. And I said, so, but you build it up. So he's already in a good mood by the time he reads the thing that kind of might be like a hair across the back of his neck you know, but it doesn't like it, but it's, you know, but he can move on. And when he reads the next sentence, you're saying something really wonderful to him again. And, you know, and then he's in for the rest of the letter. And then you can state your thing very clear. And just pretend you're talking to your boss when you're given a presentation, you know, because she was a huge, she had a huge executive role in a company. And, you know, but it's just like all those things that happen to us personally, a lot of times we can stifle those while we're in our businesses. But they come to surface periodically, you know, so wherever the imbalance is at, that's where it shows up. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But at any rate, he listened to the whole thing, you know, and ended up, you know, doing what she wanted to do. And she said, you're genius. <laughs> and, and she got it down to one page, huh? And she got it down to well, a page and a half, um, but the, you know, or just on the second page. But I go, if, I go, if he doesn't, if it's not a short read for him, he's 10 years old when he gets upset. You know, and, and and that was like such a key, you know, her big takeaway was like, I she learned to communicate with a significant other and that you can take that style of communication into a workplace. You can take it in, like I said, into a relationship, you know, at home, you know, in your, in your friends, you know, anytime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When we talk about the mindset of success, 
I know you see it across the board. Like if somebody wants to get into better physical health or if they want to improve their uh, job opportunities or if they want um, a healthy relationship, is there any area that you see that it doesn't work as well in? Um, well, it doesn't work as well as we don't have good uh, wellness initiatives that you've incorporated in your life. Right. So, like, you know, so that like the, the biggest part that I see, like people who, like you know executives and entrepreneurs who are very high level all take care of their health you know majority of them have a, a coach or mentor or both you know to guide them along the way in that aspect so that they can do more be more be more productive and have the balance that they need um and so i would say that like what i see is when people aren't reaching those pieces of the puzzle is because some of the wellness initiatives are not being taken care of and they're not taking doing self-care, you know, and they're not, they're not doing those pieces of a, the, that puzzle mm -hmm. to, to support creating a foundation. A lot of people are always trying to get the magic pill, put the cart before the horse, you know, and, you know, and, and my new question since last time I saw you, was I asked people, I said, what do you want to drive? Do you want to drive a jalopy? Do you want to drive a Mustang or you want to drive a Ferrari? Mm -hmm. And if you drive a Ferrari, just know that some Ferraris, the brakes are on the steering wheel, not the floor. They, mm -hmm. have, brake, they have brake paddles. So if you get into a Ferrari and you don't know how to drive it, you don't know that car has brake paddles, you're probably going to kill yourself. <laughs> or at least crash. <laughs> or for sure crash, you know. And how do I know? Because I did that. And, you know, in someone's Ferrari, I don't even, I never, you know, they never told me how much damage that we did. Um, but I was coming around the corner and the guy goes, you know where the brakes are, right? And I said, on the floor. And he said, no. And, you know, so it's like on the brakes, right where your hands are at right now, grab those paddles. And so, um, you know, and I hit one. I didn't think you had to hit two, you know, and the back end, one side oh, no. caught and the other side, the car just spun out and it spun into a curb and it just sliced off the back of the, uh, from the driver's door to the back end of the car. Of, of oh my gosh. Oh my and, gosh. And, and, um, I just went, I can't afford to pay you. <laughs> to fix this. It was, you know, and, and it certainly was more than a couple thousand dollars to fix that car. But he said, you know what? It's my fault. I should have, before you got in this car, I should explain to you the rules. Yes. Like, yeah. How the, how the car functions work. I just assume that you know. And well, and, you know, there's a book, an old book that was called The Rules of Life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot like that for, for people as we're beginning 2023. I have some of my clients, um, you know, in counseling that are doing what's called cord cutting right now, mm -hmm. which uh, on a spiritual level is looking at the individuals in your life that have been sucking all of your energy and saying, I can't do that anymore because it's not beneficial to me. And right. so, you know, spiritually, energetically, being able to cut that cord it doesn't mean maybe that that person's out of your life but it does mean that you no longer allow them to take your energy leaving you with nothing and um and so that's another you know again mindset is looking at what is beneficial and maybe what is detrimental right you know i have a, a client right now who's in south africa you know i've always wanted to go there i keep on threatening her i'm going to move in uh -huh. um, and so she said to me, her biggest takeaway was a technique that I taught called the freeze technique and which coincides with cutting the cord. Uh -huh. um, 
because what it does is it protects your energy and it right. pushes their energy away. And when you do it with the idea, and it's just a simple technique, it's just like people have a tendency that they feel like they have energy come in the right side, leave on the left side, or that comes in from the back, it leaves from the front. So whatever way you something leaves your body, all you do is push that energy of that person. For me, it's my left side. Push that person and put ice around them so they're in an iceberg. Mm. You know, and then you keep on surrounding it with more ice until you're happy with how the iceberg looks. You know, and and if there's two people involved, you just you know surround both of them, and then you put an iceberg in between them. You know, so in case there's a three-way conversation, because those are, are never productive. Um, and, you know, so that, you know, it just pushes the, the people back. And she said that was the best thing that she learned in 2022 was doing that. And she said, because she said, I found that I was able to concentrate better, be more focused at work, have better clarity. She, we're also cleaning up her diet significantly. Um, and she's having really great results. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. She says, it's amazing. I have never been this focused in a long time, you know, and she's down to a pair of pants she wore before she was pregnant. Really? Without, without going on a diet to lose weight. And so a lot of the, uh, I guess, outtake, you know, that, that people should be getting right now is that when we have emotional baggage because of a mindset that we adopted maybe back in childhood, that we've been lugging along with us, much like uh, with Ebenezer Scrooge and Marley, you know, they drug everything with them, that until you have that epiphany or the aha moment that says, I don't have to do this anymore. I can do it differently. Yeah, I used to start saying, um, thanks for sharing that with me, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, you know, my ex-husband, I used to say that to him and he would just, I could see his the hair and his French neck just stick right up. Um, because there's like, you know, we, we have a lot of um, input, sensory input growing up. I mean, when you said that, I reminded me of my nephew when he was small. He loved my father and my father smoked a pipe, you know, and when my father was visiting my sister, she would always, he would always walk away from the patio in their backyard smoking his pipe. And he, a lot of times he just held it in his hand. Uh -huh. and, so he, he would walk and he would put the pipe in both hands behind, to hold it in the back. And then one day, nobody said anything to Gary and Gary got up and followed my father and walked exactly like him. Really? So, and so what, what our parents teach us is so, so powerful. It is. It you is. know, and one of my mentors and um, when I first started chiropractic, because we, I had a fortunate to have this kind of influence around me. Um, they brought Tony Robbins to come and see us. Um, and as like when Tony was just starting out and he was just doing firewalks and bending spoons, you know, but it was really great because he taught us about NLP and how we could use it in our practice. So that was mm -hmm. very cool. And this guy said to us, because at the end of the night, he goes, my father never said this to me, but I want my kid to grow up exceptional. You know, mm -hmm. and he said, so every night when he put him to bed and he said, you know how important you are? And the son would go, very, <laughs> you know, and, and he would say, you are extraordinary. You know, you go, go have good dreams and I'll see you tomorrow. That's beautiful. And so he said that to him every night before he went to sleep, you know, his kid woke up happy. His kid was productive. He got, he did well in school. He got along with a lot of people. 
And every night he goes, you know who, like, you know, he'd say like, I'm very important. And he goes, and you're very extraordinary, you know? And they had such a really like nice bond. I mean, I got to see the kid go from like four years old when I first met him to like 11. And then um, I didn't end up working with that group anymore. And I, and I talked to him, but I've not run, you know, um, past with him or see what his son looks like. I should probably reach out and say that he's probably right. five, five right. kids now. Oh my um, gosh. But hope he's doing that with each of his children. But I think, you know, the, those like big learning lessons like that, you know, mm -hmm. my mother, my mother, my father was the person who said, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes out of all my children, if anybody can be an incredible um, electrical engineer, you can. And I just said to him, your, your friend's dad, my father was an electrical engineer. He had a master's in electrical engineering. I go, all your friends are so boring. <laughs> you know, I just could, I just could not do that one, but you know, but he would always say like, you're so smart. You know, he always told me I was smart. I could achieve whatever I wanted to. I mean, he did science projects with me, you know, um, where, you know, I didn't think I would use plastic pickle jars, you know, that had, you know, that we had to soak the labels off that for acid-based indicators when I was nine years old. Mm. And, and he said, how did you pick this project? And I said, it was an on, on the next page in my book. <laughs> in my chemistry book as like in my chemistry kit and so um and then he worked in an allied chemicals at the time I called him up and said can you bring me home some phenolphthalein you know and then uh he just said that's a big word do you know what it's for oh yes you know and so I read him the directions and how much I needed you know and he brought me a bottle of phenolphthalein home from work and we did the project together so that we would have the right pieces of the puzzle right you know? and then that my teacher was impressed with it. My science class, he sent it to the state and I won second place in the state. Like, I don't remember it. My sister told me this. She goes, don't you remember that? And I said, no, I just was in school, you know, and, you know, I was just studying and I like science and science was always, you know, pretty easy for me. Um, and like the, in the, the human frame, the human mind, you know, and, you know, even the people, the other people who used to really interest me, if you talk, think about like how, powerful your mind is is the people who they have witnessed like um levitating mm. you know the people who lay on nails you know people is like you know when you know you're going through um i had a procedure done uh once where they i said i'm not going to take any meds for it and you know they were like crazy chiropractor <laughs> you know kind of thing i said no 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 it's okay it's okay because it was something that was going to remove um a uh, what a suspicious um growth on my wrist which ended up being um basal cell and i told the guy just cut it and he just said it's really sensitive skin there i said i'll get over it just cut it i'm not doing any meds and and even when i had my knee surgery i waited 20 36 hours before i took a med for my knee surgery oh wow and, and um and they just said i had arthroscopic surgery um, so it's like your mind can control so many, if, you know, if you can do little things like that, or if you can say, I can walk, I can do this, you mm -hmm, know, I can start, mm -hmm. I can walk two miles every day. What does it take to do that? You know, do you have to get up a half hour beforehand? What kind right. of do you have to make to be successful at that? Right. All plans that include success, you know, or all success includes a plan. A plan. You know, having said that, um, and I, I might have shared this with you, you know, when we were just together once, but when I was, uh, my son was two 
and I decided to go back to graduate school. And I remember going to the dean of the department saying, if I can go through the program in a year rather than two years, do I have permission to do so? And he said, well, no one's ever done that. And I said, but do I have permission if I can do it? And he said, well, sure. And I did. And But it meant a tremendous amount of work on my part. But I had a, a timeline that I had to be on mm-hmm. and um, for a very various reasons. But it was a matter of having an internship and, you know, all of the credits that I needed and, um, you know, a thesis that was like 82 pages long that had to be presented at the end and the whole nine yards. So when it, part of it is the challenge, you know, can you and meeting the challenge and part of it is, again, that mindset that says, if you believe you can, then you can. If you yeah. believe you can't, then that is the verdict as well. Right. Belief, you know, you like, what would you say? Like you, a belief, desire, and expectation. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to take action. I had somebody tell me one time that, you know, that they had the intention of doing something, that they aspired, that, you know, we're talking about aspire, intention. And, you know, and I said, you have to have action. Yes. You, know, yes. you can have the intention from now until doomsday for X, Y, and Z. I said, and unless you have, the action to support the intention, you know, you can't get I, there. Yeah. I, I can aspire to be a, a medical doctor all I want, unless I'm actually willing to commit to like, you know, being in that, you know, applying, doing what I need to do. They have all the pieces of the puzzle so I can take that next step together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, then taking the time, the energy and the money, you know, cause that way, then you have more of a limitless plan to yeah. be able to get unstuck because you need your health for everything and you mind's got to yes. come along for that ride. It, it um, does. In, in order for Pat, it to we are at the end of our show. So I, it went so yeah. fast. It's so good. tell everybody <laughs> how to get to you real quickly before we close down. Okay. Um, a good way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. Um, and that's how Lucy and I first met is on LinkedIn and we'll drop the link in to the, for the show. Um, secondly is my Facebook page. Um, and that is, uh, Dr. Papalone, just how my name appears. Um, and that's in Facebook. Um, I also have a brand new website coming out and hopefully it's going to go live tomorrow. Um, and that's healthteamnetwork.com, you know, and you know, where, you know, you can be a part of the community anyway. So I would love it for you to find me. I am sure that everyone will be able to do that. And again, it'll be at the uh, on the synopsis page. There will be links there for everyone to click on to find you. And thank you for listening to the show. And please go out there and make this your very best life. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.